Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Sports Message. I'm your host, Jason Cox, joining you today uh, alone by myself in the bunker. My good friend Cam Bryant was not able to make it into the bunker this evening. Hopefully he's safe out there outside the bunker. You never know what may happen. Cam, we miss you. Uh, Ready for you to be back next week. So today it's just me, and uh, you get my opinions, and uh, I'm sure you'll have a laugh laugh or two at how uh, ridiculous some of my thoughts and opinions are on sports. I know uh, uh, the guys in our uh, youth ministry leadership team, they sure do enjoy making fun of me uh, for for lots of different reasons. So uh, if you're joining with us today, thank you for joining us. It's uh, so glad to to have you here on the Sports Message, and uh, let's let's talk some sports now. Tennessee basketball continues to uh, be, in a word, inconsistent. Uh, last night, uh, being Wednesday, uh, record this, of course, on Thursday, uh, Tennessee defeated Vanderbilt in Memorial Coliseum, which is, Tennessee generally has a difficult time playing there. Uh, but we, we went to, to Memorial Coliseum and got a win last night. So a win's better than a loss. But uh, uh, the Tennessee Volunteers just simply didn't play well again. And here's why. that We won the game. 70 to 58 and anytime you win an SEC basketball game on the road that's a big win but Vanderbilt was without their two leading scorers last night Scotty Pippen Jr. and then the young man who had won the uh, uh, SEC player of the week last week and and so they were without them um I, I believe they were probably suspended. Nobody was saying that, but uh, they were sitting on the sidelines uh, with their teammates, so I don't think it was a sick issue or an injury issue. They seemed to be fine jumping up and down. Uh, and But in spite of that, Tennessee, uh, Vanderbilt played Tennessee close. They hit something like 12 or 13 three-pointers throughout the game. But, and I'll give you – I'll say this for the Tennessee defenders. Uh, they defended fairly well, uh, considering they gave up that many three-pointers. A lot of those were hands in the face three-pointers that just kept going in and so you know it was kind of a frustrating night to watch Tennessee it's kind of I guess frustration would be another word you could use to describe being a fan of this team this 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 year uh, if you've watched them you know what I'm talking about uh, but but a 70 to 58 win is always a good thing uh, uh, you know that's certainly better than a loss uh, looking at the box score uh, John Fulkerson only had four points again so where is Fulky where is Fulky I still think uh, he probably has uh, some lingering COVID issues you know just everybody handles that differently and uh, uh, I think Falky's struggling with that. I also think he might have a wrist issue. Somebody said that the other day, and uh, so maybe that something's going on. Uh, Eve Pond seems to be getting a little more healthy. If you saw the dunk he had last night, uh, he exploded from the three-point line, dribbled twice, and 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 just uh, threw it down really, really solidly. I don't think if he was uh, injured, he would be doing those type things. So I think he he may be about to get healthy. He had ten points. Uh, Keon Johnson didn't play very well. He only had six points. He didn't shoot the ball well at all but you could tell after halftime uh i bet rick barnes got into him quite a bit because he came out and his his effort was much much higher and so even though it didn't show up on the stat sheet um, he did have a much better second half and a lot more effort. He took a couple of charges, um, and, and man, he, he made a lot of things happen in the second half without scoring points. Jaden Springer had a bounce-back performance with 20 points. Uh, both Keon and Jaden are still, uh, you're seeing some mock in a, NBA drafts. They're both being projected by different people in the top 10, so we'll see where they go. Springer's all over the place. I saw one this morning where he was like 39th, and then I saw one yesterday where he was 7th uh, or 8th, so... Um, 
he's all over the place. Keon is consistently probably in the top 10 or 15. Uh, and then Victor Bailey Jr. continues to play well as a starter. He had 21 points last night, 7 of 14 shooting, 5 of 8 from three-pointer. Bailey's just got to take good shots. When he takes good shots, when he takes disciplined shots, uh, we get the Victor Bailey we need. So you have good Victor Bailey, you have bad Victor Bailey, and uh, and, and if you get good Victor Bailey, then, then he's a big asset. Uh, Olivia Kamwa came off the bench last night. He, he, he only played four minutes. That surprises me because it, it felt like he did a lot of good things last night. But the stat sheet says he only played four minutes. Two for two, for two from field goal, had four points, two rebounds. He took a charge, I believe. Um, I expect him to be a big piece of the puzzle next year um and then santi vescovi uh played 27 minutes had three points that was a three-pointer hit a wide open three but missed three others and then uh, uh josiah jordan james uh, is back he, he played 28 minutes had two points but he made he, he's just a stat guy you know he's never going to be a guy that scores 20 points for you get week in and week out but uh he's a stat guy and uh, he we're better with uh triple j in in the lineup for sure so tennessee walks away with a 70 to 58 win last night uh, of course once again uh, the word is inconsistency because last Saturday we 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 hosted the the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, they came to uh, Thompson Bowling Arena and absolutely stuck it to us, seventy to fifty five. Tennessee just never. I mean, you could tell within the first five minutes they weren't going to win. And Kentucky went on a run. I don't know, twelve twelve oh fourteen oh something like that. And then Tennessee pretty well played them even the rest of the way, but never could cut into the lead and just you know just couldn't go on a run. Uh, teams like Kentucky, even though Kentucky's not playing very well this year and probably have to win the SEC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament, those teams are always going to bother Tennessee because of their length. And you could tell. I mean, we had to, we're had we not a very good shooting team. That's one thing you can definitely say about Tennessee. Uh, we're not a good shooting team. And um, uh, Kentucky's depth uh, keeps you, or length keeps you from getting the ball inside. You know, you just can't. You get the ball inside, and they block it or, or alter your shot. So, um, you know, and then you you pitch it back out to the the, the guards who want to chunk three pointers, and, and they miss most of them. So that's what happened. And and so you know, I think let's see, Tennessee's record in February one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, I think they're four and three right now. So I mean, that's that's just not the makings of a team that. That can win the SEC tournament or even make a run in the NCAA tournament. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we got a game this Saturday against Auburn. Uh, it is the last scheduled game, but I do believe they're planning on making a game or two up next week. So we'll see who we play. Uh, I could potentially see Florida. I think that game was canceled. Uh, in January, uh, and I don't remember. There were two or three other games that were postponed. Vanderbilt, we had that game postponed. Um, and then, let's see... Some non-conference games. So we'll see who we end up with. But I expect one or two games next week as well. Tennessee's running about in the middle of the pack in the SEC uh, right now. And, uh, you know, just, just a disappointing season because uh, most people pick Tennessee to win the SEC. And not only are they not going to do that, they're not going to finish in the top two or three. And so that's what happens when you're inconsistent. So uh, Alabama did uh, did take one on the chin last night at Arkansas. Arkansas is playing really, really well. And that was a, a, you know, a fun game. Apparently I was watching the Tennessee game instead. Uh, but, I mean, it was, a, a you know, a, a up and down the court 
um, game and a lot of a lot of points scored and uh, Arkansas won by 12 or 15 I believe uh, but it was tight for most of the game so Tennessee continues to be inconsistent uh, but you know that's a team that um, it, it, they could be dangerous if they could get some things right if they could get some people healthy for March Madness uh, they could win several games in the tournament I think it's kind of best to probably assume they're not going to make much of a run in the tournament and then if they do and surprise us we can all be happy about it because i think if we think hey this is a sweet 16 sweet 16 or elite 8 team uh, we're going to be disappointed so um uh, turning the page here uh let's jump over to tennessee football oh lovely lovely uh place that is right as a tennessee fan uh tennessee football um we, we we do almost have our entire coaching staff in place at this point um we hired uh officially hired a linebacker coach this morning although we've known in fact he's been in the office for about a week now uh jean marie uh something or maybe jean marie's his last name but highly thought of uh linebacker coach so i think he'll be an asset to the team i think i believe hopple has one more coach he can hire and some people think it might be a defensive coach some people think it might be a special teams coordinator um you know, I just don't know who that's going to be or what that's going to be. Uh, the biggest news for Tennessee football uh, today, as you listen to this probably on a Friday, is uh, Ty Simpson, the high school junior, be, will be a senior this next year, quarterback out of Martin, Tennessee, is going to be making his verbal commitment today to one of three schools, Alabama, Clemson, and Tennessee. Ty Simpson, uh, is he's a top 25 or top 50 uh rated guy uh, from rivals and 247 sports and all them but he's, he's going to be the number one quarterback in the country I don't know if he's rated that or not but he is and here's why because Bama and Clemson are, are not they're not taking commitments from anybody else they're waiting for Jace, uh, for Ty Simpson to make his commitment today and so he is the number one guy on everybody's board and he's from Tennessee Tennessee it's been years since Tennessee has had a a, a, a division one quarterback that people wanted now there's We've had some good quarterbacks, but the Alabamas and Clemsons don't come to Tennessee to find quarterbacks. And all of a sudden, this year is a year. It's so important um, that we get Ty Simpson uh, at Tennessee. Uh, word is that you know if uh, he loved Pruitt and he was coming to Tennessee, if Pruitt was still the coach, that's not the case now. And and he still loves Tennessee. He's a Tennessee fan. Uh, Martin is a Tennessee town. Lots of orange in in, in Tennessee, Martin. Um, and, and so, you know, what people are saying it is that this is the case of head versus heart. His heart wants Tennessee, but his head knows, you know, for a business perspective, the better choice is Alabama or Clemson. So uh, Austin Price really believes that uh, maybe Ty doesn't even know where he's going yet. Um, you know, that at least earlier in the week he was saying that. So, um, and, and Ty has, has, has held this very close to the chest uh he just hasn't let out a lot of information he's done some interviews but but he's just he he praises all three schools and praises all three coaches he he talks to josh heupel daily um i think he really likes heupel he thinks that he could put up a lot of points and stats in the heupel offense and i'm sure he could um but uh you know let's be honest Uh, you're not going to come to tennessee and in the next few years win a a national championship Uh, probably not even be in contention for an sec championship but you could go to clemson you could go to alabama and do that 
you know the other the other thing to think about though is the depth at Clemson and Alabama. You know they they recruit Ty Simpsons every year, so you know no matter who the starter is, there's there's a guy, there's two guys sitting on the bench that's just just as highly ranked as Simpson and would have a, a year or two head start. So both Clemson and Alabama are going to be breaking in new quarterbacks this year while while Ty is a senior in high school. Uh, the uh, uh, the the one kid from Clemson played when uh, Trevor Lawrence was out with COVID. He played against Notre Dame and played really, really well. And so a lot of people are really high on him. And, of course, Bama always recruits uh, very well. They've got several guys in the pipeline down there. So Simpson looks at Tennessee and says, well, there's some there's some quarterbacks there, but there's probably no five-star guys sitting there. So um, and, and, and Harrison Bailey was borderline five-star, but some people say he doesn't really fit the Hopple offense. So I guess we'll know more about that this spring and this fall. But, uh, you know, I think Ty Simpson would have an easier path to the field in Knoxville than in Clemson or Tuscaloosa. So we'll see. Uh, as I said on last week's podcast, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't pick Tennessee. We'll be fine, you know, and and. and relation to everything else over the past 15 years will be fine but um, the big thing for Simpson is not only do you get the best quarterback to come out of this state maybe ever uh, you are going to get some of the Tennessee recruits that might have come under Pruitt but under a new regime they're looking other places Uh, they love Ty Simpson he's a well thought of kid they play seven on seven with him or against him uh, and everybody knows him and so if Ty Simpson comes to Tennessee all of a sudden the 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 Dallin Haydens that's Aaron Haydens Hayden's son, who was Mr. Football and just all world. Ohio State wants Dallin Hayden to come be a running back. That's how good he is. Um, he, he's he's going he's to probably look at Tennessee a little bit closer. Right now, he's probably headed to Ohio State. I mean, can you blame him? And so... Guys like that, that's why Ty Simpson is so important. It's not just the obvious quarterback situation. It's the... the, the uh, the the swagger the the what he's going to bring to Tennessee and and the people that are going to be interested in wanting to play with him so uh, with that Tennessee sports behind us basketball inconsistent football just a barrel of monkey laughs all the time right um, let's uh, let's move into this week's message and uh, it's going to be a short podcast today just because it's only me and uh, frankly I'm not nearly as interesting as other people being in here with me so um, I don't I don't want to bore anybody but I, we do get the, the the best part of our show and that's the message. Uh, um, you know, we started this show a long time ago uh, with the idea that Cam and I both love sports. Uh, we've got friends that might like to be on the show on occasion that love sports. Uh, but we also love Jesus. And we recognize that, um, you know, we could we could do a sports show and people would listen. Uh, but that didn't necessarily fulfill all our heart's desires to uh, let people know about what we really care about. And as much as we deeply care about sports, and we do, obviously, uh, even more we care about Jesus. And we care about people knowing Jesus and people having uh, having abundant life through Jesus and people having hope of eternity through Jesus. And so we started the the, the podcast, uh, you know, the sports message. I mean, we bring you sports, but we also bring you a message that's different than the sports each week. And and that that's a, a message about hope, a, a message about the gospel. And so going back to that whole idea of the, the sports message, I want to read to you today uh, a very familiar verse to most people. It's John 3.16, and I'm going to throw in there John 17 for a bonus, okay? For God so loved the world that he, he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. 
God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. That that is, you know, we love John three sixteen so much because it is what they say a the gospel in a nutshell, um, and and it is true. I mean, Jesus came and lived on earth and died for my sins and your sins. Um, but I love that verse seventeen as well. He, he God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world. How often are we judged? I mean, every area of our life, people are looking at us and judging us, and and hopefully that doesn't affect you too much. But we're human beings, so it has to affect us some ways. But God didn't send Jesus to judge us. No, God sent Jesus to save us. And so if you if you feel you know, if you're listening to this this podcast and you're not a Christ follower and you feel judged by Christians, then let me say I'm sorry for that, okay? Because that's not a representation of Jesus at all, okay? If, you're, if you feel judged by the church, I'm sorry for that because that's not representing Jesus at all, okay? Jesus came not to judge the world, uh, but to save the world. We need to be preaching a message of hope and of salvation, a message that there is a better way and there's a better life. It's an abundant life through Christ. doesn't mean you're going to get rich, but it does mean that you can find hope. You can find peace that maybe you've never had before, and that peace only comes through Jesus Christ. (coughs) Excuse me. That is the message today. That is the, the the gospel message in a nutshell. But 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 let's add to that verse sixteen, verse seventeen. That also says that not only did Jesus come to die for our sins so that we could have eternal life, but He also came not to judge us, okay, but to save us. And so maybe that's the missing piece for for you listening today that you don't know Jesus is your personal Savior. Maybe you felt that judgment from Christians, or you felt that judgment from the church. And I'm here to tell you. First of all, I'm sorry for that, but second of all, that's not what Jesus came for. Jesus came to save us, not to judge us, okay? And so that is the message. I hope that uh, uh, gives you uh, some some peace today, some hope today, uh, because that's the most important thing I'm going to say today, all right? Um, You know, Tennessee basketball could have won every game this year. Uh, That wouldn't be the most important thing. Tennessee football uh, could be headed toward a national championship this year. They're not, by the way, but that wouldn't be the most important thing. The most important thing is the message of hope from Jesus Christ. Moving ahead, uh, we'll probably be be finished with this podcast in just a few short minutes. Uh, Let's touch on Braves baseball. They've been making some some moves recently. Uh, nothing major, but uh, they're adding the bench death. Uh, uh, yesterday, uh, they signed Guillermo Heredia. Uh, he was a bench player from the Mets last year, I believe. Um, adding a little bit of outfield depth there. A guy with some experience. Uh, the big signing a couple days ago, maybe early in the week, was Jake Lamb. He is a corner infielder. He, he's played the past few years with Arizona and I think maybe the second half of last year with uh, Oakland. Um, he's been injured the past few years. He's, he's kind of your classic Alex Anthropolis guy. Find a guy who's had success before but maybe has been injured or, or fallen on hard times. Bring him in and see if you can get anything out of him. Um Jake Lamb's got a, got a lot of power. He's got a whole lot of power. And if he's healthy, the guy can hit home runs. And so he'll be, if he's healthy, he'll be a really, really nice piece uh, off, that, off that bench. 
And as I said last week, there's going to be injuries. Baseball's a long season, and we're back to a full season this year. So there's going to be injuries, and you got to have people that can slide in there um, and 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 be somewhat productive. Now, if if Ronald Acuna gets hurt and he's out for for a couple of weeks, uh, you're not going to replace that production. But but if you can just put a guy in there that can you know get on base a few times, he can make the plays. You know, uh, in, in whatever position he's needing to make the plays, uh, and and then just be competitive then that that helps you because you're still going to have Freddie Freeman in the lineup. You're still going to have Marcella Ozuna uh, and, and, and Albies and all those guys, uh, Dansby Swanson, up and down that lineup. So injuries are going to happen. Guys like Jake Lamb can be very, very helpful in, in a, the grind, the dog days of summer, as they say. Still looking for a relief pitcher, okay? Shane Green's still out there. I imagine the Braves are in talks with him. Uh, he probably wants more money than what anybody's willing to give him right now. If you've noticed that, that relief pitcher market is terrible. I mean, I don't mean there's nobody out there terrible. I mean, like, you know, if you're sitting out there looking for a contract, you know, instead of getting 9 or $10 million, which you might have got two years ago, you're probably going to get $1 or $2 million a year this year. So um, the market, in terms of if you are a, a player, is not very good. So I expect Shane Green will sign with somebody, and I don't think it's going to be very much money. So why not the Braves? Um, but I think the other side, and, and I would expect this anyways, is maybe – Anthropolis is holding out for a midseason trade. Maybe he's holding out to 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 see where the season goes and what we need. And maybe if if Mentor and some of these young bullpen pieces can step up and be who they need to be, and uh, then they wouldn't need to trade for that. They could trade for a you know something else they needed. Maybe more uh, more bench depth or whatever it may be. Maybe they have an injury they have to feel. That's that's a likely scenario as well. So. That's what's going on in Braves baseball. Uh, I think I noticed the Mets signed one or two other people this this week. One was a reliever that's pretty good. So uh, they're going to be formidable this year. The Mets uh, are paying lots of money uh, to, to, to sign people up to play for them. They're going to be good. And so that that, um, uh, uh, that that division, the Eastern division, uh, is going to be fun to watch this year uh moving on to football real quick the nfl draft is may the first in cleveland ohio a lot of speculation out there at you know what everybody's going to do the falcons have the number four pick uh you know word on the street is they want the quarterback from byu um but they may have to trade up to number two to get him and trevor lawrence is definitely going one so if they if they want him for sure then they may need to trade up uh they may need to make a trade with the new york jets to go from four to to two uh, Zach Wilson is his name of course he came to Neyland Stadium a couple of years and beat us uh, it's probably not totally unusual but uh, it did happen and uh, and he, he he ran the offense very well that night um, so we'll see what the Falcons do I think uh, of course the Titans are going to be later on in the draft because they had such a good season so I'm not sure what they're projected to do down there. I think a lot of people would probably say let's let's sure up the defense. Um, local sports. Uh, we'll hit that real quick, and then we'll head out the door. Uh, congratulations to the Cleveland High School boys and the Bradley High School girls on winning uh, the district championship this past week. Also, the Cleveland uh, girls and the Walker Valley boys um, uh, won the consolation side, finishing third in the district tournament. All four of those teams will now move on. On to uh, the region tournament this this coming week, and um, uh, the first I believe the first two games are uh, loser goes home. So uh, some high stakes games at this point. 
Uh, if it's like it used to be the region final, both teams would advance to the sub-state. Of course, you want to win that game because you don't want to go to Middle Tennessee to play basketball. That never ends well. And so uh, both the Cleveland boys and the Bradley girls are looking to advance deep into the tournaments uh, as they have the past couple years. And so we'll see where that goes. And also, a final note, we don't usually talk about Lee University baseball, but man, those guys are playing really well. I think they're undefeated right now. They're hitting the ball really well, getting a lot of really good pitches off the bump and uh, I believe they cracked the top 25 in their um, in their rankings so congratulations to them Uh, keep it rolling guys and uh, we'll be cheering you on Thank you for joining us on the sports message today, bearing with me 23 minutes of just me. I uh, hope it wasn't too bad, uh, but we'll have Cam back with us next week, and uh, we look forward to um, uh, the week of sports ahead. Uh, Tennessee uh, at Auburn, that usually doesn't go well on Saturday. Um uh, some word that uh, Sharif Cooper, their all-world freshman, may be out Saturday, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and and then, of course, the upcoming region tournaments for our local teams. Uh, thanks again for joining us on the sports message. Excuse me, on the sports message. Everyone have a great week.